Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you for tuning in. And for those of you who have been regular listeners, you know that we have crossed that magical number of 300 episodes, and we're not stopping there. We have some really great shows on deck, and today's is one of them. One of the great advantages that I have to living in Austin, Texas, is... I am surrounded by amazing companies and amazing entrepreneurs who have done phenomenal things. And today's show is one of those. So get ready because we are going to have some really good information that if you want to start something, grow it and have a little bit of longevity, I think today's guest is someone you're going to want to hear from. However, before we get started, I have to thank the first sponsor of this episode. This episode is brought to you by the Potential Mastermind Project. It is a group coaching program that is part of this show. It grew out of cool things entrepreneurs do because the listeners asked me, do you ever do any type of coaching? And I really don't have time to do a lot of one-on-one work. So I started this group coaching program, the Potential Mastermind Group, because I know that everyone out there has a lot of potential. And yet, many people who I talk to think that there is a gap between potential and the results that they're experiencing. And that's why I formed this program. Now, it's not for everybody. A mastermind group or a coaching program is something that you have to feel you're the right fit for. So jump over to PotentialMastermind.com. All the information you could ever want is right there. Or you can email me and I'll talk to you one-on-one and we'll see if you're the right fit for this. Again, that is PotentialMastermind.com. Now, today's guest is someone in the software business. Of course, that's really common in Austin, Texas. Software is sort of the backbone of the technology community here in Austin. And Sandeep Gupta is the managing partner, CTO, and the co-founder of a company called Calavista. And I'm going to let him tell you what they do, but they do some really interesting and great stuff that helps companies come up with their customized software. And he's been doing this for a long time. Company's been around for a while, and he has done some really, really good things. And I just knew I had to have him as a guest here on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. So, Sandeep, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. So, I don't like to read bios and kind of go through the whole thing. I like to ask other people, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and, and what is Calavista? Okay. Well, I'm Sandeep Gupta. I've uh, been in Austin for, for just over 20 years. And uh, for Calavista, maybe the best way to summarize it is what we provide our customers is software development without the drama. You know, that usually gets a <laughs> chuckle from some folks. But I was just, well, just going to say software development without the drama, that's, that's impossible. That's exactly. So for people who have experienced software, generally, it's a very bad experience. It could, be, it could mean uh, late nights. It could mean a lot of stress. It could mean uh, project overruns. It could mean software, when it's finally delivered, doesn't quite solve the problem. And so uh, when my business partner and I, uh, my business partner is Lawrence Waugh, when we started the company back in 2001, our objective was to, to, to fix that whole experience. That ex- experience is unacceptable by our mind. And so uh, over the past 16 years, we've been able to build a company who delivers software products for other companies. This could be products they license themselves to, to other companies, could be ones they use internally, but uh, we build a product for them and we have a success rate of over 90%. Now, that sounds pretty good, but when you compare that to the industry industry average of 32%, 
It's awesome. <laughs> that that's a big difference. Ninety is a lot bigger than thirty-two, and and I'm not even a fancy mathematician like you are. <laughs> Thanks. Right. So so we and we've been doing this again since two thousand one, and and uh, it was founded by a couple of engineers, and is having a lot of fun doing it. So you know, let's talk about that for a second. I mean, oftentimes I talk to people who've been in business for six months or or maybe two years. What is it like to be an entrepreneur, to found a company, and then have that company continue to succeed and grow over a long period of time? I mean, sixteen years is a long time in technology. Yeah, as far as I mean, I, I can't remember not being at Calavista <laughs> very well, and <laughs> I, I do have two kids, and they and one of them was one year old when we started Calavista, so uh, they definitely don't remember any any other time. Um, so, well, when, when Calcus started, uh, it actually was not our intention to found a company. And so there was a term I heard a couple of years back, accidental entrepreneur, right? <laughs> so that's, that's what we are. And, uh, the, the story that came out and uh, how we got started was that in 2001, we were working for another software startup and they were looking for funding right around August and come September, uh, of course there was no funding September no, uh, 2001, there was no funding that was going to be found anywhere. And so uh, what ended up happening was we went to find other, other consulting gigs at on a temporary basis. Uh, a few months later, the other company never got another round of funding and we had happy customers. And that was, that was the genesis. So right around mid 2002. And then every year we just had happy customers. They kept giving us more projects, would tell their friends about us. And what we found was that was really what drove us uh, as, as people. We were excited by what we could deliver to people and then to see them succeed. So you didn't really plan to go start the company. Let, let's go back to sort of, you know, college. What did you think you were going to be doing? What was, the, what was the plan when you left? I think you said you graduated from Rice. What was the plan when you graduated from Rice? Uh, software development was it. So And, and, uh, and I actually went to grad school after Rice and then, then came to Austin. But there was, um, it was to be a software developer. And that's, that's what I was going to do. And uh, with my, my time here at Cala Vista, now I'm able to uh, look back and, and say, well, for the first few years, I was doing quite a bit of software development, but I haven't written uh, much code at all in the last five or six years. And I'm actually enjoying what I'm doing more than, <laughs> than when, I, when I was a developer. So you went into it, though, thinking you were probably going to be working for somebody else doing this. And then, yes. you know, sort of like you said, the accidental entrepreneur. I kind of like that. I think a lot of us can su subscribe to that to that label. But now that you've been doing this for, gosh, 16 years, what do you love about the life that you've created as an entrepreneur? I think uh, building. Building could be one thing. So that could be well, the one is building the company. And uh, the other, though, is, is building teams that uh, what what I've. What I found really is enjoying a big enjoyment is not just succeeding and, and getting things done, but having a team do it and, and having the team succeed, succeed. And, and, you know, we sometimes we don't, we don't achieve our goals, but we still feel, uh, feel like we've still got someplace because we work together as a team. Uh, what else also drives me is, is, uh, is our customer successes. So customers come to us sometimes when they're in a really bad spot, they may, may be coming off of a bad software deployment and uh, they, some of them might be on the edge of being fired or losing their company, and uh, they'll come to us. And when we can actually turn that whole thing around in three months to twelve months, and now they're they're getting promoted or they have ten times the revenue they had before, uh, that that's really exciting and and you know, have impact. So that's that's what I enjoy doing. So do you think like building the teams and 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 building the company has that been sort of the guiding principles behind the success for Calavista? What's been sort of that oomph that has made the company thrive? Hmm. 
Um, yeah, it's, it's it's customer success. It's that well that that's been the that's been the, the guiding principle for us. So now that you've been in business for so long, what do you wish you knew 16 years ago that well, you now know? Uh, well, uh, I say be be ourselves would be would be a good one. So uh, several times in our in our history, we have tried to be someone else because someone else was succeeding doing X, and we thought, well then we should start doing that. But it turned out that really wasn't who we were. And that could be in several different forms. So one thing you might see in software development is companies who, who provide developers. So a company is looking to get a project built and they'll just provide Java developers or testers, things like that. Um, that is not who we are. We don't provide uh, just individuals to get the job done because most of our customers are just too busy and they don't now want to now have to manage a whole team of people. And so that was something we realized about eight years ago. That's not who we are. And actually, 0% of our business is that. Uh, other ways that showed itself is, is in our, the way we, we, uh, we talk to prospective clients, that we aren't uh, trying to sell them. And we aren't trying to get them to use Calavista. Our, we don't win when they're using Calavista. We win when, they, when we are the right fit for them and we have delivered. If we aren't the right fit for them, we try to find that out earlier on and we then we we gently walk away and recommend them to someone else. You know, that's so interesting because that's true across industry lines. I mean, you're a software, you know, development company uh, helping people do customized jobs. I'm I'm sort of a solopreneur. I make a joke that uh, I tell goofy stories for a living, right? I'm a professional speaker, I'm a master of ceremonies, I facilitate meetings. You know, I tell stories. I get I get other people to 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 engage, if you will, in in meetings. However, so I'm like a one-man shop, but it's the same thing. If if I try and be somebody else, and I've tried, I've looked at the famous speakers, I've looked at people who are, you know, getting paid, you know, obscene amounts of money to keynote these giant conferences, and I've tried to pretend I was like that. The problem is that old expression, fake it till you make it, kind of means go out and be a fraud for a while, and it just doesn't sit well, and eventually – you know, you got to go back and be yourself. So I think that's actually really good advice, kind of no matter if you're a one-man company or a larger company like Calavista. Yeah, yeah. And and it also, I'm not, so if I think, think of this not just on a grander, universal kind of kind of spiritual kind of scale, um, when we are who we are, then it's more likely we'll attract the people that are a better fit for us. And and when we get into a situation where we aren't a good fit, it is it's frustrating on both sides. Our customers aren't happy and we aren't happy. Let's get the right fit. Yeah, I, I, I talked to a company the other day that was having a, like a, a team meeting of their senior executives. And I told them flat out, if you're looking for X, Y, and Z, do not hire me. If you're looking for this over here, which he didn't even know he was looking for, then I said, then I'm your guy. And he told me that he hasn't made a decision yet. He told me I confused him because he came in looking for something that was a box that was this big and that was blue. And I came over here and said, I'm like a purple sphere. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, I want a purple sphere. And I said, I'm not going to be a box that's blue. And now he's he's confused and he may or may not hire me. But I just thought it was funny because I could have pretended to be what he was looking for. I mean, you know, it wasn't that hard, but it wasn't really who I am as a facilitator. And I, I think we all would have hated the the four hours together if I had pretended to be that kind of facilitator. So mm-hmm. you, you're absolutely right. Now, you know, you talked about the things you like and the things that have really helped you grow. Are there ever those days being a founder and a partner in the company? Are there ever those days where you think, God, if that other company had just got its funding, I could have stayed there. Somebody yeah. else could have all these headaches. Yeah. Um, yeah. When, when, 
difficult customer calls can be <laughs> can, can be a downer sometimes. But uh, but uh, you know when again when we're when we're ourselves on the call and, and ultimately we want what's best for the customer. And uh, you know sometimes it's not anything that we did wrong. It's just or that that we are in our terms of our, deli- our delivery. Sometimes budgets get cut. Right, and it's nothing to do with our, our immediate customer or, or us. It just gets cut, and and those aren't fun calls to have <laughs> when when we're, when see our project is over for just for thirty days notice. But um, but then what what comes out of that though is usually our customer says, "You guys are great. When we get more money, we'll we'll uh, we'll come back." But they also are left with a good taste in their mouth. It's not it's not a uh, it's, it's it's no no one trying to defend defend each other. Um, well, one thing also earlier, I remember some of the bad days earlier on, and they were uh, a lot of them revolved around uncertainty. And as a smaller company earlier on, it, I mean that those kinds of of events could could even kill the company, right? When, when bad events, and so that that was uh, a pretty stressful time too. You know, fast forward though another 15, 16 years. Well, now our our boat's a little bit bigger, and so <laughs> so we can at least look at the storms coming out, and also we can navigate around them. So, so you know, I was I was talking to somebody who's in this little coaching group, this potential mastermind group that I have, and I told him there's something to be said for longevity that just gives you peace of mind. He's trying mm-hmm. to start something new, and I said, you know, that's awesome, and he's all freaked out, and I said, yeah, it's just like my life, but I don't freak out about that anymore. You know, eight years ago, yes, now. I realize that you know longevity has a little bit of uh, of peace of mind that comes along with it. Yeah, yeah. Let's say one one thing. Also, I share share a story about about the longevity, and this happened about in our fourth or fifth year uh, as, as a company. So at, at one point, we, we've gone through a couple iterations. One of them was a product company, and so we had a, a product uh, which we licensed to help software development groups uh, deliver software more reliably. And we end up with 18 customers. And I think at one point we had 12 simultaneous customers across the whole US. And what happened was one of our, uh, one of our users at one client went and got a job at another client who also was using the software. I mean, what's the chance of that happening? These were different <laughs> industries and they were both in California, but different industries. And when this developer went to this other company, he thought, wow, Calvison must be everywhere. <laughs> what's the chance? You know, then little did he you know, yeah, we had about 12 customers at the time. <laughs> but but that, that stuff like that happens when you just around long enough. So Sandeep, you've been doing this for a long time. If somebody out there is thinking, I want to go start my own thing, maybe it's software, maybe it's something else, maybe they and you know, maybe they want to do it with a group of people like you did. What advice do you have for somebody who wants to to sort of put on that entrepreneur hat? Uh, well, what well, the first thing would, would be more a little bit of a joke of, uh, well, don't do it. <laughs> it's, it's really <laughs> yeah, hard. We get the answer to that's the answer a lot on this show is run, run. Yeah, yeah, don't don't do it. But uh, but then if you're still here, okay, now then, <laughs> then look, you really can do it. And uh, it will probably take longer than, than you expect. Um, in one of your episodes, a couple of episodes ago, you were talking about how things have just changed in your world even about a year ago. And it's just important to, to stick it out and keep doing it. I mean, it's, try out different things uh, there. And uh, one other milestone we had was getting our first incoming referral call. Someone who called us because they talked to a friend and they said they should, they should talk to us. Um, so... Uh, yeah, that's important. Another piece of advice, actually, is when you're talking about the uh, mastermind group, is is to join a peer group, uh, either a peer group or get some mentorship. Uh, that's that's something I wish I, I'd done about 15 years ago, and I, I have joined one about five years ago. Did it's you do a, Did you do EO or Vistage or what? What did you do? 
Um, actually, it's uh, there was a there's a movement around the U.S. called bootstrapping, uh, bootstrap, and I think Bootstrap Austin was the first chapter of that. Yep. yep. In about 15 years ago, and so I joined uh, one of those groups. There actually was a growth group uh, that started up. So they're a group of seven uh, executives or CEOs, so or managing partners, and uh, they're all seven companies, all in the growth stage, ranging from one million to 20 million in revenue. And uh, we meet once a month. And you're, uh, you're still doing it years later. Yes, yes, it's very, very important, and, and it's, it's, uh, it definitely helped help our company along. Yeah, I'm a real big believer in in peer groups or mastermind groups or these facilitated organizations that you can join because I really do think that if you try to do it alone, you're just going to make a lot of the same mistakes that everybody else made. And if you get to do it with other people, they'll be like, "Stop! There's a cliff over there." Yeah, I remember some some meetings where. Uh, I, where, where someone was talking about, a, a tr- say, a troublemaker at their company, and that person was still around two months later. And then three months later, it's like, okay, come on, you got to address that. <laughs> it, it, sometimes it just takes a kick in the pants sometimes too. Yeah, that little, that little bit of accountability where you know you have to go back to the meeting and say, I still have the troublemaker might cause you to take action. Yes. Hey, that's a great segue into the next question. And that is, how important is your network? I mean, people kind of, some people roll their eyes at the idea of networking. How important is the people you're connected to if you're going to grow a company? Hmm. So Tom, at Cala Vista, uh, I'd say it's incredibly important. Uh, if we look all around, around us and especially at, at, let's say, the lucky entrepreneurs. I mean, they're, they're lucky because they got this opportunity and that opportunity. Uh, other entre- entrepreneurs may not be as lucky, but uh, really the lucky ones, in my opinion, the lucky ones are the ones that create their own luck that it's really creating opportunities for luck and networking is, I believe, the sole way to do that. That's where a lot of our businesses come from. And it's not even necessarily, I mean, usually it's not the case that the person I happen to be speaking with is going to be a future customer. But just by me sharing my story, hearing their story, uh, I bring them new opportunities, even though I'm not the client or, or vice versa. And it's not a and it's not a matter of even going into the networking. Some people don't like going into networking because, well, I don't want to be slimy. I'm not trying to sell myself. Well, don't. Just talk. Talk, talk about what you're doing. Get, be interested in the other person. That's what it's about. Well, and some of the advice that I give people is don't go into the room thinking, who can I meet? Who can I sell to? Don't, don't pretend they have a pork. Everybody there has a pork chop around their neck and you're a wolf who hasn't eaten. It's like, yeah. instead go in thinking, who can I make a connection with? And maybe I can help them. You know, I'm blown away when I go into a, 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 an event and I really remind myself, try to meet somebody who I can introduce to somebody. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen is I'm going to meet somebody and they're going to tell me, yeah, I mean, this will happen to me tomorrow because this is the way my wife life works is I'll go to some sort of a networking event and somebody will be like, yeah, Tom, you, you're in a whole different world. You probably can't help me. I'm having this problem with this customized software that we're trying to do. And I'll be like, what? No, you have to know the people at Calavista. And then to me, that's like as thrilling as if they say, Tom, I need to hire a speaker for a giant event. Because if I can connect somebody else, it's kind of like that old movie, Pay It Forward, right? If you can get out there and help others, eventually people are going to bring opportunities your way. So don't go in thinking everything has to be about you. I mean, you said it. If you can go in and just, you know, talk to people and find out about them, there might be a connection with them or there might be a connection with somebody else. Yeah, I might... I mean, if I come out of there with two new friends, I'm happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. So I've got a couple more questions for you before I'm going to let you go today, but I've got to thank the other sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you're going to sound amazing. 
Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Sandeep Gupta. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know some of you out there listening do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. And I say it all the time. I haven't worked with a vendor any time in my career that I like more than Podfly. They do amazing stuff and they always come through for me. And I've referred a ton of people to them. And I talked to a lot of other podcasters who uh, either found them on their own or found them through me. And they say, oh my God, they're fantastic. So if you want to start a podcast, don't do it alone. Look up the people at Podfly. Hey, so Sandeep, I, I call the show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. So tell me, what is the most exciting thing you guys are doing over there with your company? So, uh, so there's I guess, one, one with our customers and then say one internally, but I'll, I'll go with the external one first because uh, I'm much, much more excited about that. <laughs> it, is, uh, so we already talked about how what excites us here are projects that have a huge business societal impact. So one of our customers is in the healthcare space. Uh, so they came to us with a vision uh, for helping people with chronic illnesses. And we're responsible for building the product. I mean, they, they have a CTO, but we have the rest of the team building the product on, from a technical standpoint. Um, the problem that is in the industry is, I mean, in the, this area of, of healthcare, is sustained results. I mean, people don't take their medicines, they don't exercise maybe as much as, as, as they should, um, and they go through a certain plan maybe for six weeks, 12 weeks, but then they don't have the sustained results after the plan's over. And so um, the thing is, we built an application, delivered it on time, on budget, you know, so it goes without saying that part, but let's look at the impact that came out of that. Well, during a 12-weeks trial with some diabetes patients, uh, the part, average participant lost 12 pounds, the average A1C blood sugar level with very important number uh, improved by 1.3 points. And the medication compliance increased from 50% to 75%. So all those are good numbers during the trial and we're saving lives. So that's what's exciting there. But, it's, but for many of these people, those changes are sustaining. And that's, it's really cool. So one, one of the anecdotes I, I heard was uh, one of the people who ran the trial was speaking with one of the participants over lunch lunch a couple weeks later and the person ordered some salad and some fruit and you know something that was actually relatively healthy whereas before their meal was normally a burger or pizza extra fries put some chili put some chili on those fries extra ketchup yeah cheese and uh and so they were asked well so what changed i mean why why are you not having it just is this like your monday diet kind of thing and he said no it's actually when i think of what i used to eat for lunch i just feel sick <laughs> and so that's the kind of change that's the kind of impact Calavista is making or helping make and that, that's exciting for, for us and then what's the internal one the internal one uh, something we actually learned from one of our customers our, our best ideas come from customers by the way Tom we are not geniuses here other than identifying when the great ideas come our way so the idea was cycles of innovation and doing that and, and in many cases that's usually put in a technology kind of realm but we're trying to put that across our whole company in different areas. And we've been doing that for about a year now. So uh, conceptually, it's probably easier to think of in terms of in, in delivery where, okay, we're going to deliver more rapidly in software development. That's the thing these days, deliver more rapidly, get feedback, but we're also applying it to other areas like HR, marketing, and sales and, and starting to see some of the results there. And what it really comes down to is quicker is quick experiments, getting the feedback and improve upon it. So rather than on the HR side, rather than 
let's say, a, a one-year uh, review cycle where everyone has to spend three hours writing a document. We're going to the more a three to six month kind of thing where we don't where the preparation time is more like thirty minutes to an hour, you know. And, and but we're doing it more frequently, quicker, less overhead, and, and we're uh, we're seeing better results. Our, our employees are are more satisfied. With yeah, that. that's great. That's awesome. Hey, I love to ask the people who come onto the show. Who is it out there in the world of entrepreneurship that they admire? Because I'll tell you what, it's it's really easy to be focused on Calavista and the growth and everything that you're doing. But I think that entrepreneurs, I think they're observers. So I love to know who do you observe where you think that entrepreneur, they're crushing it. They're doing something cool. Hmm. Well, there, there are many out there, for sure. There are many out there. Uh, but one that, that says near and dear to my heart is in terms of, of, of again, the area is, is in education. And I think that's one of the greatest gifts that we can give folks. It's, it's knowledge, it's confidence, that kind of thing. So, uh, and there are a lot of people doing good work in education, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll call out uh, Sal Khan with Khan Academy. Awesome. On that. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's doing something really great and, it's, and it's, it's, it's working even with the system. He's not saying schools are bad, don't do that, do this. He's supplementing what those schools are doing, right? We're working together. We're trying to do this together. And I think what's... Uh, Great is also the, the side the side effects we're going to see of this of, yes, people know more, they understand their math better and all that, but that's going to build huge confidence in these kids. And I can't wait to see what comes out of them in, in 20 years, what comes out of these kids. And it really came, I have a, a college student who is is a junior in college, but the Khan Academy really sort of grew up, you know, five, six years ago and, and really hit the mainstream while she was in high school. And I, you know, I didn't know what it was, but she was checking out videos if she was having trouble with her math. And, you know, it wasn't always helpful, but oftentimes it was the exact thing she needed to either help her or at least spur her thought process to get her to where she needed to be. And, you know, 20 years earlier, she'd just have a, you know, a dad who told goofy stories as, you know, the person to talk to about it. And that, that wouldn't be as helpful. So, you know, I agree. I think that they've done some great stuff. Yeah. My, I have a uh, 12th grader and 8th grader, and they, they started using it about one half to two years ago. And, and I, I've seen that they, they ask me fewer questions now. And sometimes <laughs> they, can, they, they can explain the question to me too, or the answer to me too. God love you having a high school senior. I'll tell you, the only part of parenthood I didn't love was the college selection process. That was, that was hard as, they were, as my daughter was trying to you know, get into the school she wanted to get into and then having to make the right decision. It was, it was a painful process in a lot of ways. And fortunately, it worked out great. She ended up at the right place for the right kid, and she's had done very well where she is. But the senior year of high school, I didn't, I didn't love the college process. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit of a stressful time. And, uh, but you, you hit it, hit it, uh, right around right the head that it's, it's picking the right school. Not, not, there's no one right school. It's all depends on the right school for the kid. Yeah. And you know, I mean, you get your heart set on one and you don't get in and, and then poof, the right thing falls into your lap, which is what happened to her. And, and she's never looked back. She's in the right place, but going through the process, it would have been easy if I had a time machine to show her it's all going to work out. Cause I don't know that she believed that every day, but, but, but it did. So good luck to you. I know that's coming down to the wire as we get through the fall and into the early part of the spring. I know that that's a, a, a busy time for your kids. So enjoy. I hope you enjoy it more than I did. <laughs> well, I'll say, well, so essays can, can be a big bear, but, um, but reading some of her essays have, it's helped me enjoy some of her last 17 years, you know, just looking back at that and saying, wow, that's, wow, those are great insights. And I can't <laughs> wait to see the next, next year's. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that was, that was exactly right. So uh, the last question I ask everybody is what do y'all do to give back to the greater good? Cause I think that, I think entrepreneurs do more than make money. I think they want to leave some sort of a mark. What do you do? 
And so um, what, I've, what I've been doing is uh, one thing on, I'd say younger kids. So let's say in the elementary and middle school age kids. So I've been a Sunday school teacher since 2007 and, uh, and have worked with kids all the way from fifth grade to 10th grade. So in, in that range, just uh, depending on the year. And I've also volunteered for various STEM programs. The one I, I enjoyed the most was First Lego League. <laughs> if you're familiar with the robotic, Lego Robotics and program, that's, that's a lot of fun, from, you know, working with elementary kids at that level. Well, and I think when you can have people like you who've run successful businesses, especially in technology, and you can come in and show the kids the way, I mean, obviously your kids and, and to some extent my kids, you know, are able to have been exposed to a lot of that stuff, but not everybody comes from a home where they're going to be exposed to the technology and, and the opportunities that are out there. So when, when you can volunteer your time and be a mentor for those kids, I mean, you know, you can change the world and you may never even know it, but you can have that type of an impact. So I think that's great that you do that. Yeah, and as a, as a company, uh, one thing that, that Lawrence, uh, my business partner, and I, I each do is uh, mentor entre- entrepreneurs. And so these are these tend to be uh, earlier stage, so the, more in the ideation phase, um, you know, pre-funding, but even pre-plan. And so we, we really enjoy working with the community in that way. Um, and also other things some folks in our companies do, uh, and our company does, is uh, mentor uh, say future architects, so someone who just got out of school and is is a developer, but they want to go down the the architect route. And so our architects have mentored other ones. And as a community, we sponsor other organizations like the Austin Technology Council, Agile Austin. These are more technology software development type organizations. Uh, of course, we get some marketing out of that and some name exposure, but beyond that, it's just helping the community we've been, we've each, each been a part of for over 20 years. Right. And you know, I, I've ne- I'm never opposed to getting a little marketing value, but it's, you know, the stuff you're doing goes a lot farther than just that. So I think, I think that you're doing the right things. I think that's awesome. And I love to hear stories. I love to see people who are committed both to their community, to their faith community, to the industry that they work in. I mean, I think that's what entrepreneurship is all about. Like I said, I think it's, you know, we, we, we tend in our society to celebrate the celebrity entrepreneurs, but I think real entrepreneurship in the community like Austin and other cities, I think it really comes down to people like you who are out there for the long haul, running a business, employing people, growing a company, and then finding your ways to give back. I think that's what it's all about. So cheers. Cheers to you. Cheers to Cala Vista. And thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest here on my little show. I appreciate the invitation, Tom. Hey, if anybody's listening and they're like, wait a minute, I need to know more about this Cala Vista company. I need to know more about this Sandeep dude. How do they find you? Sure. They just go to calavista.com. That's C-A-L-A-V-I-S-T-A.com. Just like it sounds. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much again. And hey, thanks for listening to the show. I say it every every single time. If it wasn't for the audience, we wouldn't have a show. Why would we do this if it wasn't for y'all? So if you're out there listening and you like this, reach out to me. Reach out at Tom at TomSinger.com. Remember, Tom is T-H-O-M. So that's T-H-O-M at TomSinger.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Cool Podcast. Of course, we're on the Facebook at uh, Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. If you really like the show, Go leave a review on iTunes. I know it seems like a big deal and a hassle, but it makes my whole day better when somebody leaves a new review. So go do that. And uh, we're going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody just as cool as Sandeep Gupta. However, in the meantime, I'm going to challenge you. Go on out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at at TomSinger.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.